Welcome to On Your Own Terms. I'm Patty Talbot, and this is the place where we learn together what it takes to change the world on our own terms and in our own special ways. Today, I'm ready to introduce you to a new friend, Patty Shales Levkos. I met Patty because of a common connection. Tammy Ulrich, who's been featured on this show and who is a good friend of this show and often in our audience, introduced the two of us because she thought maybe we had some things in common. And boy, was she right. I cannot wait for you to hear about Patty Shales Lefkoe's former educator, writer, adventurer, and a person who has some challenges for us for how to live our best lives as all out as possible, as meaningfully as possible, and as actively as possible. Welcome Patty Shales-Lefkos, who's going to tell us about her homegrown solutions for a patchwork world. Welcome, Patty. We're so glad you're here. I was born in a suburb of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, baby boomer in the 50s. And uh, I came from a very happy family. Both my parents went to university. I was the youngest of three siblings, so maybe spoiled a little. Um, we spent winters skating in the backyard that my dad, my dad made a rink and my big brother would put me in goal on playing road hockey on the, at the front of the house. And uh, we were close to schools and church. And, you know, we really grew up. I didn't think we had a lot, but we really did grow up in privilege because dad worked downtown Toronto and commuted. Mom was a nurse, but she stayed home with us. So we were pretty lucky. We had piano lessons and I had figure skating lessons. And I thought that was just normal. And then, of course, later I realized what a position of privilege I was raised in. I knew both sets of grandparents and uh, finished high school in an area where we were close to the schools and churches. I went to University of Toronto and then Teachers College. And then I started to teach in Toronto in quite a wealthy neighborhood. And six years, I stayed there. But all during that time, there were other things that really formed who I was and who I became. We spent our summers on an island in a small lake north of Kingston, Ontario. And that's where my ancestors settled in the 1860s. So I'm fifth generation on that lake. And we camped and we stayed in a very tiny cottage that dad built, but we had a wonderful time. We had extended family support, lots of aunts and uncles, one set of grandparents there. And I learned all kinds of outdoor skills that I took for granted, how to swim and row, paddle, canoe and fish and non-gender specific. We all did. My sister, my brother, and I did everything. So from that, I gained a lot of strength and resilience and a lot of independence. We were given a lot of independence and we really enjoyed it. And then also at the age of 10, my Your maternal died. grandfather died. He was a United Church minister and he left each of his grandchildren a hundred dollars. And mom and dad said, you can spend it on whatever you want, but make sure it's something to remember grandpa. And so I declared that I would be a writer and bought a typewriter. Now it took me another 50 years to get to journalism school, but that's how it started. And then also in grade 10, I read a book called Lost Horizon by James Hilton, his story of finding Shangri-La. And kind of that kind of started my interest in the magic of the mountains. And then in Ontario, grade 13 still existed at that time. 
I got to go to Switzerland to a village called Neuchâtel to do my grade 13 in Switzerland. And that was my first opportunity to be in another culture. And then two other things that really shaped me much later on, as I mentioned, I went to journalism school when I was 60. With all the 25 year olds, that was quite something. And also I did my first solo volunteer and trekking trip when I was 68 in Nepal for three months. So uh, those are the things that really have uh, shaped who I am today. One of my strongest beliefs that I've gained over the years since childhood, I guess, is that all people have value. It doesn't matter your race, religion, your culture, your financial situation. Everyone has value. There's good in all people. If we'll just take the time to listen and observe and be open and welcoming to them. And one of the issues also along with that is age and ageism. I think we sometimes ignore the possibility and potential of our older generation. And now that I'm becoming one of them, I understand that even better. So one of my things is to not give up no matter what age you are, that there's always something you can do. You can be of service in your neighborhood, in your larger community, or even internationally, as I've been lucky to be able to do. And I really want people to understand that you can get out and do those things. It's okay to be uncomfortable. I want to inspire people to leap out of their comfort zone and try new things. And one of the things I've done to do that is to write a book about some of my experiences. And I that has encouraged others already. I know that some one or two women that read the book went to Nepal and volunteered in the village that that I volunteered in, and others have reached out uh, in other ways to help in their communities. Um, I, had a, I used so to have really, a button when I was an inner city principal that said, all one world. And I really believe we are all part of that one world. Um, and there's no e poverty, there's no places for exclusion. As a teacher in inner city Vancouver, I really learned that and uh, learned that I'd come from privilege and learned the value of the incredible number of different cultures that I was able to interact with. So I hope that I can lead by example and inspire others by, I volunteer with Rotary with a food program for backpack for kids. And then also, as I'll say later, we have a nonprofit that supports education in Nepal. The other thing that I think is something that people can do is when you travel, if you can afford it, don't go in a big group, go just one other friend, your spouse, your partner, your husband, whatever, and meet people. When my husband and I travel or when I go by myself, we try to spend time in one place for a while and meet people and have an exchange of cultures and establish a relationship and, you know, try and learn the language a little bit. Those kind of small bits of goodwill, I guess, I think really expand if everyone does that kind of thing. As I mentioned before, I taught for six years in Toronto in quite a wealthy neighborhood. I loved it, had supportive parents and lots of children in the same family came through my class. I got to teach French and elementary and lots of music. 
and I loved it. But the mountains were calling me from my experience in Switzerland and from reading Lost Horizons. So after my sixth year of teaching in Toronto, I moved west to Vancouver. And as a teacher and then later as an elementary consultant and principal, I got to meet the most amazing bunch of people because over that 30 years, there were waves of immigrants and refugees that came to Vancouver. The group from Guatemala, El Salvador, Vietnam, Cambodia, Taiwan, and then finally Eastern Europe. And all through that, all of the First Nations cultures that I got to know. And I got to know those kids and parents and I got to understand a little bit about them. And, you know, a simple thing, I learned how to pronounce their names. I didn't expect them to change their name to a Canadian name. Um, we did a lot of that in education early on. A little story that uh, this summer at our summer cottage, which we still have on the island where I grew up in the summers, a Vietnamese family came to visit for two days. And he was one of the, the father was one of my students. So he and his wife and four kids came to stay on our island. That's the kind of long-term relationship I was able to establish. Another young man, yes, he's still young, is uh, a trustee, a school trust, school board trustee in Northern British Columbia. And he was in the same grade seven class. He just wrote me the most beautiful email the other day saying how I had made him feel welcome when he'd first come from India. And I didn't think I did anything special, but uh, all of those kids were my kids. They were important and equally important. One of the things, as I said, that really... Um, helped with that learning to interact with others was a solo trip that I did to volunteer and teach and track in Nepal in 2014 for three months. And um, at that point, when I was there at the end of my volunteer stint, they took me to another village and the village asked for my help in building a school. Their school was falling down around the children. And I had learned to be open and listen. I thought, what the heck can I do? But it turned out that I could do a lot. That village was ruined in the earthquake in 2015. And since then, we formed a nonprofit called Nepal One Day at a Time. We've built them a school. It's furnished. There are 350 kids, K to 10. And uh, now we're building homes and having scholarships for kids. So there's a lot gone on just by being open to those kind of questions and thinking, gee, maybe I could make a difference. Uh, it's really my hope that um, so I can lead by example. Um, I also use a lot of social media as much as um, the steep learning curve has allowed me to do at my age. Um, I give um, a lot of book talks, um, Zoom book talks. PowerPoint presentations about my books online. And I think a lot of the story comes out in that about people being, everyone being important and having value. My husband is a wonderful photographer, so we do slideshows as well. And uh, I also go to summer markets and sometimes winter markets. We have one coming up next week here at Silver Star Mountain. The books that I've written, I hope, will really inspire people to get out there and, and do things. The Nepal One Day at a Time. I hope it will inspire people to go and leap out of their comfort zone and 
enjoy some volunteer and trekking time in Nepal. And the other one, which is actually a prequel, is called Grounded by Granite. And that's the story of me growing up on our island in the summer. And by that, I really hope to inspire parents to find alternate activities for their kids from screen time. Not everybody's lucky enough to have a cottage, but you can all go outside. You can all spend time with your kids. And I was lucky to have parents that did that. I've also um, almost just by chance established some wonderful partnerships. I'm a member of the Kalamalka Rotary Club of Vernon Bridge, Columbia, and they've been hugely supportive of the school project. Also, we've established a partnership with uh, an NGO called Sambav Nepal, which is based in Nepal. And the gentleman who started that also owns the trekking company we go with. He's also was the president of his Rotary Club last year. So it's all kind of coming together nicely. We have partnerships with different bookstores, a camera pack, backpack company called Nia Evo. That just happened because my husband asked questions of them. They're in Sweden. Now they've sponsored us with packs and they're thinking of coming to the village to meet us and bringing their children. So I think it's kind of being open to connections and suggestions. We ended up being uh, able to issue tax receipts because we happened to make a presentation and one of the gentlemen there said, you could come under our umbrella of our charity. And just because I was open to First of all, doing a free presentation and then secondly, listening to this fellow. And he's another Rotarian, it turns out. So it's all come together very nicely. So I really do encourage people to leap out of their comfort zone, no matter what their age, for uh, women to go travel solo, find a trusted trekking company or a good travel company that you know you'll be safe with. Get out there. The rewards are incredible. I had no idea when I went to volunteer that I would end up starting a nonprofit. You never know. And the same with getting children out of doors. I really encourage parents to get out there with their kids and just spend time, maybe sit in the grass somewhere for half an hour, turn off the screen and spend time reading together or just being together with your kids. So this is my first book. And certainly when I went to Nepal, I thought, oh, I'll write a few articles. Well, it turned out I wrote a whole book when I finally got really, to it. Um, it's called has- Nepal One Day at a Time, One Woman's Quest to Teach, Trek, and Build a School in the Remote Himalaya. Here's my crew on the back. We're at about 14,000 feet there. My guide, Raj, the porters, Sika and Rasham. Wonderful, wonderful guys. They took great care of me can get in touch with me in order from me, but it is available on Amazon and you can also probably order it at many bookstores. And my second book, which actually is from a prequel almost, people would ask me, so how did you get to be that kind of person that would go and trek by yourself for three months and do all that physical stuff? Well, here's the answer. And I didn't really know about why it all happened myself, but as I realize what my family provided for me and my ancestors and all the extended family, this strength and resilience that came from grounded by granite. I'm the little one in the canoe there in the middle. That's the first day we went to our island. 
This is a coming of age tale of family connection and personal resilience framed by summers on a remote island in the Canadian Shield. I was very, very lucky to have that upbringing. And so people say, what's next? Well, crazy as it is, I'll be 77 next summer. And my husband and I are planning to walk the Great Himalayan Trail. If we walk the entire distance, it's one end of Nepal to the other, it's 1,500 kilometers. We have trekked over four trips, about 800K already, and a lot of it is on those routes. We may skip bits, I'm not sure. And what we're going to be doing is having it as a fundraiser so that people can support us per kilometer walked and all that money goes back to the school, to home building and to healthcare in the Gorka area of Nepal. And now that I'm getting over COVID, I can get back to training. Cross country skiing is one of our main uh, training things here at Silver Star Mountain Resort. If people are interested in learning more or supporting um, education, healthcare and home building in Gorka, Nepal, I have a website, it's www.pattyshalesleftcoast.com. I also have a Facebook page called Nepal One Day at a Time and a Facebook page under my full name, Patty Shales Left Coast. You can get in touch with me through the website. There's a contact sheet at the end and I can give you information about donations or how to buy books. We'll actually be looking for people to um, join us for certain bits of the trip. Not everybody wants to do that long a trip, obviously. It will be there for five months, but people might want to do little sections. So we're looking for people that might want to entertain us for a week or two when we're sick of each other. <laughs>
Folks, I hope you'll stay tuned. I also hope you'll take this episode as inspiration to think about who are the women who are change makers around you. Could you introduce me to them? Because as you know, I love nothing more than talking to women about their homegrown solutions for this patchwork world we share. It's a passion I have, and I find that every single one of these interviews enriches me, inspires me, and makes me want to be a change maker myself. And that's what this show, On Your Own Terms, is really all about, is inspiring us and giving us ideas about the things that we can do, big things and small things, things that help us let our light shine into the world and make it a better place, a more hospitable place for all of us. Please do follow Patty Shales Lefkos at her website and on Facebook, as she suggested. I hope you'll get her books. And if you get them directly from her, you heard her say that that will directly benefit her nonprofit. Yeah. I also love the idea of her book. I have not yet read it called Grounded in Granite. What a powerful story of the roots and the values and the richness in life that can come from getting our kids from a very young age into nature, into the great outdoors. So please do check them out. I hope you'll also check out my work at blueroadseducation.org. There you will find an opportunity to download my free ebook, Changemaker You, How to Change the World on Your Own Terms, where you'll be introduced step-by-step step to the characteristics and the skills that all changemakers have in common. These skills may seem daunting, but they can be taught and they can be learned. And I consider that my mission in life to be here to teach them, to learn them for myself and to share them with all of you. That's my work these days, working with people, especially women, to help them find their power and use their power to make the world a better place, one step at a time and on their own terms. Please tune in to learn about our Changemaker Circles, group coaching programs that help women find their power and use their power for the good in the world. I will also be introducing individual coaching in the next month or so because I've just about finished with my licensure, my certification with one of many women situated in the United Kingdom. And the whole world is ripe for what Dr. Joanna Martin is teaching us about women's empowerment how we can take care of the day-to-day -day so we can show up and take our place as changemakers in the world. Please stay tuned for opportunities to work with me so I can help you find your power in the same way Dr. Joanna Martin has helped me find mine. Next week, we're going to take a break. So if you come here on Friday, December 23rd or December 30th, you're probably going to see an inspirational message, but no Patty because I'm doing what I recommend to everyone. I'm taking a little bit of time for myself and for my family to rejuvenate, to replenish, so that I can come back to serve you freshly and more powerfully and more energetically in 2023. Tune in very soon, because our program is going to be full of the most amazing women changemakers you can imagine. In the meantime, may you be grounded in your beingness guided in your doingness, generous in your connectedness, and inspired in your reflectiveness so you can change the world on your own terms. I'm Patty Talbot. I am always learning, and I know you are too. Peace on earth, goodwill toward all. Many blessings to you in this holiday season.